Hello and welcome to Strictly Anime, a podcast for anime reviews and discussions. My name is Courtney. And I am Carl. This is episode 149 and we're discussing our summer 2023 anime first impressions. This episode will be spoiler free, so no worries if you haven't seen any of the anime on our list. It's it's summer. Summer's here and it's been a really, really busy one for us despite having a new baby. I thought that having a baby meant we would just stay at home but here we are every weekend something's going on we're traveling all over the place oh i i I too thought we would just be at home with the baby but things just things have been coming up Uh, i think that's just how it's been every year whenever summer rolls around we just have a lot of activities planned and people to see but now we have a third member of our family that will kind of be a part of that i guess I think there's even more going on or it feels like there's more going on than than past summers because everyone wants to see the baby and meet him and everything. So it's been really fun to like see everybody um, and have him get to meet all of our friends and extended family. Um, But it's it's a lot like I'm looking at our calendar right now. I'm like every weekend we are stacked with something Um, and we even have an anime an anime convention coming up in like a couple of weeks i think yeah that's anime magic which is a convention anime convention here in chicago or in rosemont where a lot of anime and pop culture conventions are held this will be the first time that we're going Uh, i think the convention's relatively new compared to anime central um, having only started a couple years ago but it seems like it's gaining traction and I was looking at their website and it seems like they offer a lot of great activities, especially karaoke, which I was disappointed that ASEN didn't offer karaoke this year. Um, So I'll get to make up for that um, at Anime Magic, but I'm looking forward to it. Again, it's a new experience for the both of us and we have a couple friends coming with. So yeah, hopefully it's a great time. I don't know if I'm going to do like a new cosplay for it. I'll probably just bring back Gon because Gon was really comfortable um, and it's perfect for summer. But what about you? Are you going to try doing a new cos- a, a new cosplay for this one? Um, that's a good question because I was thinking of bringing Leorio back uh, so we could kind of partner up as a, as a, a dual, a, a cosplay duo. Um, not necessarily a couple's cosplay in this sense. Um, I, I was also thinking of doing, uh, what was it? It's from this season. Um, Akira from Zom 100. He, his, his green track jacket outfit. Oh, yeah. I feel like Zom 100 is going to be a really popular animated cosplay from mm-hmm. probably for the next cosplay season. Yeah. Plus, that would be more comfortable to wear than like Leorio's whole suit getup. Um, but I, I think I would have to find like an athletic track jacket and athletic shoes, and maybe I could pull off the rest. But I don't know. We'll see. But I think I would have Leorio as a fallback. Um, I'm trying to think what else I've I've cosplayed recently. Yeah. I'll probably just be Leoyo or Wolfwood. I-, I was thinking of doing Wolfwood from Trigun Stampede. Oh, that version, not the OG Wolfwood? Because I, if I were to do that, I don't think anyone would recognize me unless I was still carrying that uh, that that large cross. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I was, I'm torn. Like if I were ever to do a Wolfwood cosplay... If I would do the OG Wolfwood or the fuckboy Wolfwood, as I like to call him, but um, that one's just easy. Black suit, gray dress shirt, uh, black loafers. And a giant ass cross. Yeah. <laughs> well, my vote is for OG Wolfwood. That'll always be my vote. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a very vintage looking cosplay, but also pretty easy to put together, but yeah, I think I'll just have Leorio as a default. 
I don't think we'll bring our baby to the convention, though. I feel like it's it's going to be a while before we bring him to any anime conventions. But we did bring him to the zoo recently. Yeah. There was like an event at the zoo. He enjoyed it, didn't he? he <laughs> He'll he did. remember this for... <laughs> He'll never forget it. It'll be ingrained in his brain forever. But yeah, we brought him to the zoo because there was um, an event that was going on that we had access to. And we were like, fuck it, let's go. So we brought him out to the zoo. We showed him the lions and the monkeys and a couple other things. And he was he was intrigued as much as a little baby could be. <laughs> he did he, really well. You think he actually saw anything? <laughs> I think so. I think he could see far enough out now. <laughs> or like just shapes. Because where were we? The, like the the primate house yeah it was, it was pretty dark in there and we had gotten to the zoo like in the early evening so a lot of the animals were already like dozing off or getting ready to sleep uh so the lights were pretty dim in that primate house they're always dim in there though uh, that's always the same it's always true. dim in that particular place but you're right like i don't know if he could really make out anything i mean it was bright like inside the enclosures but mm-hmm. where we were standing was pretty dim. Even if he could see anything, he he has no fucking idea what he's looking at. Right. He's probably like, what is this? He doesn't know what an animal <laughs> he has is no yet. no concept of that. <laughs> but either way, it was a fun outing. And we were glad to spend some time with him and, and be out and about with him. And yeah, like I said, he did really well. So we'll see how he does at other events. But yeah, as for anime conventions, it's going to be... It's going to be a long time before we take him to one. I think at some point we will. Um, we just haven't decided like we, when's a good time. I don't think we will. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably like have a, one of our parents chaperone him and his group of friends. If you know, if he gets into anime and going to anime conventions, because uh, yeah, we we kind of do our own thing, and I don't think that's <laughs> that's kid appropriate, really. Oh, I was um, thinking like if we just had him come out for the day and like dress him up in like yeah, a cute little outfit like if he was boji or something mm-hmm. that would be really cute but you're right because at some point um as the day goes on everyone at the anime convention usually gets really fucking drunk and mm-hmm. yeah that's probably not a, not a great environment for a baby great environment for us because we enjoy that kind of stuff um so yeah we'll we'll see when we'll finally allow him to experience an anime convention yeah or who knows? He might just think it'd be weird to uh, participate in something that his parents are already doing. He'll be like, that's not cool. Yeah. My <laughs> parents are lame. <laughs> or like I say, maybe he, he will find anime and anime conventions interesting because I would love to do like a, a group cosplay, like the three of us. Um, I, I can't think off the top of my head if there's like any any families that we could like families in anime that we could cosplay as we'll find one but he has been experiencing anime to a certain degree because he's been watching some of the seasonals that we've been watching for summer 2023 because mm-hmm. you know when we're, when we're trying to watch and catch up on things sometimes he's he's just there hanging out with us and he catches a glimpse of the tv and then he just stares at it because again he has no concept of what he's looking at he just sees a lot of flashy colors but i think he's mostly seen zom 100 and Roroni Kenshin. <laughs> the most I, violent. I know. I think I think Zom 100 is a good one for him, though, because it has, like, bright colors in right. place of blood. <laughs> yeah. So, if anything, he's like, ooh, nice colors instead of, oh, there's scary zombies on okay. screen. <laughs> he doesn't fucking know what he's looking at. <laughs> he, has, he has nothing to be afraid of with, like, these, these creatures, these undead creatures running through a city. He doesn't know what that is yet. The both of us, on the other hand, are are sentient, so sentient. we know we know what we're looking at, and and that's why we have this first impressions episode to talk about the anime of summer twenty twenty three. Yes, it's time to jump into summer, but before we do that, if you guys enjoy the podcast, if you enjoy this episode please consider supporting us. And there's many ways to do so. Um, One of the biggest and easiest ways is to leave us a rating. And you can do that either on Spotify or whatever podcast platform that you're listening to us on if they allow ratings and reviews. 
But with Spotify, it's super easy. You just have to listen to 30 seconds of any episode, which by now you've already achieved that. And then you go to the iOS or Android app, find the podcast, and then hit the stars and leave us a rating. You can also follow and subscribe to us on those same platforms to get notified. You can join our Discord. You can follow our social media, which is Instagram and Twitter. Um, And you can also share our Patreon via word of mouth. That's also a huge way that a lot of podcasts grow. So if you have a friend who's really into anime and could possibly be into podcasts, let them know about Strictly Anime. And if you're interested in supporting in a monetary way, you can head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash strictly series. All right, let's jump into first impressions for summer 2023 anime. Uh, We only do this episode or this type of episode four times a year. So as a reminder, the format that we go through is um, kind of running through the laundry list of everything that we're watching, including stuff that's still airing from last season. So we'll start with that. Um, We always also talk about anything that we have completed from the season, anything that we're currently watching, anything that we've already dropped, and then anything that's uh, on our list to watch in the future or we're considering watching but haven't committed to yet. Uh, I think for this season, it's a pretty light season, so we're not going to have something in each of those categories. But what we try to do is um, get at least two to three episodes of each anime under our belt so we have a good sense of what the show's all about, whether it's going to be good or not, um, and can give some context around what we feel this anime is going to achieve or what it's going to give us. But as far as summer 2023 goes, what are your initial thoughts? I, I already kind of hinted at what I've been feeling, but what are your what are your thoughts on what we've gotten so far? I mean, summer is usually a time where not much is going on, at least for my watch list. Because, uh, yeah, I, I feel like every summer for the past couple of years, it's it's been pretty light. Like maybe there's one show that really sticks out or is like is kind of the mainline series that is dominating the summer season. This one seems like it has some steady contenders um, looking at like Jujutsu Kaisen, ZOM 100. Uh, I'm surprised that something like Jujutsu Kaisen is coming out in the summer since, like I said, it, it's usually a, a season that's more of a lull. Uh, so to step back from that, like honestly, I don't think I, there's much that I'm planning to watch this summer because I feel like I still have to catch up on shows from the spring. Um, those are still sort of lingering on my mail, and I want to get those, like get those um, episode progress lists moving so that I can continue to focus on the summer. Uh, but I think there's still a good offering of shows for this season that'll hold us over for these hot summer days. What about you, though? I know that usually you have like 20 shows under your belt every season, but for this summer, are you going to have like 19? <laughs> no, actually, it's it's very light. This might be one of the smallest lists that I've had for a season in recent memory. And I think it's kind of, it's kind of to your point earlier that summer typically is the slowest season. Uh, you'd think that it, there would be a lot of anime showing in summer, but maybe it's because they anticipate people are out doing fun summer things and won't be paying attention to the screen as much. But yeah, summer is usually light, and I would say this is a very, very light summer. There's a lot, but a lot of stuff is like second seasons um, or like stuff that we're not going to have access to, and we'll dive a little bit more into that. Yeah, I would say there's still a decent amount on my list um, and they're really good shows. It's just the number overall is nowhere near what I've had um, in the past several seasons. But there's still plenty to look forward to and we'll jump into that. But of course, if you want to hear our final thoughts on the season after it's finished, that's exclusive for our patrons. So we recently posted our spring 2023 end of season review. And of course, we're going to do the same with summer 2023. So if you're interested, head over to patreon.com slash strictly series. 
And as I mentioned earlier, not everything has, not every category has an anime. There's nothing continuing from last season, which is kind of rare. That usually happens. Like there's at least one or two shows that's still lingering from the previous season. But this time, everything that we watched has completed. I mean, technically, I know you started the show. Uh, Near Automata is uh, technically ongoing, but I think it's going to wrap up in these early months or these yeah, these early weeks of summer. Yeah, and it's been on hold for quite a while for me um, just because all of the production delays kind of made me f- not fall off with the anime, but just decided to wait until everything's finished so I can binge watch it. So I, I didn't put it under the continuing category, but yeah, I guess technically that one is. So we'll jump into anime from the current season that we are currently watching. These are in no particular order, although they might be in like alphabetical order by Japanese title. I always say it's in no particular order, but I don't know. I look up on Mal and it has to sort it in some way, shape, or form. It's in Mal order. Mal order. There you go. (laughs) So I'm going to start us off with The Devil is a Part-Timer, Season 2, Part 2. Season 3. Let's just call it Season 3. It's so confusing. I know it is really confusing because they distinguished what is like technically Season 2 as like Hatrakumao Summer, the devil's a part timer with two exclamation points, but then they added second season to what is like technically season three. So a bit confusing, but it is a continuation of the story. It's slated for 12 episodes. I've watched two so far. How many have you watched? I've, I've technically watched two, but that's because I watched the season two recap, season two core one, I'll say recap uh just to refresh my memory so then you've watched one episode of the new season technically then yeah. one one new episode <laughs> yeah, one one new episode okay <laughs> well my first thoughts are um i don't know i kind of have like ptsd from the last season whatever you want to call it of the devil is a part-timer after the eight-year break um where i was like i just this animation is not great I love the new animation style because it looks very much like the manga. It looks more like the manga than the first season's animation style. But as for the animation quality, it was really rough in the last season. And it starts off really rough in the first episode of this new season. I mean, it's consistent. (laughs) I guess so. But I will say that the second episode looked much better. It looked mm, really okay. good. So I don't know if we're going to get pockets or episodes where the animation is much better. Like maybe they dedicated more resources to those key episodes or key scenes. Um, but as of right now, it's kind of hot and cold with the animation. So I don't know what to expect just two episodes in. But I am finding the story at this point to be more intriguing already than the last season. So I'm hopeful that this season will be better It will be more intriguing um, and kind of recapture my love for this show because, yeah, I don't know, last season was just, it was just an all-around disappointment. I'll just say it. Yeah, especially after that. I mean, we didn't have to wait that eight years since we first watched Devil is a Part-Timer in 2020, right around when we started this podcast. Uh, But still, that was a pretty lengthy wait and to return to something that just didn't have the same feeling as what we or the feelings that we had from season one was a bit of a disappointment um alice ramos like that was just that was a, a plot line that really came out of nowhere um but i feel like this season granted i only watched the first episode which i thought was so so um it kind of just trying to capture the comedy that this series is known for but it just didn't hit it for me um uh, but I will say, I don't know if this is really spoilery in any way, uh, but watching the recap, it implies towards the end of the recap that this may be the season that wraps up the story. What? There's no way. I read the manga up to a certain point, and there's still a lot of content. I don't even know if the manga's done yet. (laughs) Yeah, I, I there's was, no way. What? No, I was looking it up. Um, the light novel wrapped up in 2020. Oh, that it did, and it pissed off a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, and yeah, the manga is still ongoing. But I'm wondering because yeah, the recaps like 
we're gonna wrap up Sadao's story. Uh, but maybe the animation studio or the the production studio, whatever the studio is, probably like we can't fucking do this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the animation's already kind of oof. but yeah, I, maybe they're like we'll just we'll we'll speed run to the end. Yeah, I figure just based on community feedback that they just want to like get this show done with, and people who aren't satisfied with that can read the manga or whatever. In that case, I'd almost rather they didn't finish it just leave it be like it you already kind of butchered the last season just leave it be if you're gonna try to rush things but i don't know mm. we'll, we'll see how it turns out but that's interesting that the recap had that implication but yeah uh, i i hope that of the things that they started to establish in season two or season two core one that they'll there'll be a payoff with how this season unfolds again i only watched the first episode and that was just kind of a light-hearted return back to the series so not much plot development in that sense but just hearing what you were saying about episode two uh hopefully it does get interesting um but yeah devil is a part-timer is a good show but i thought it was going to be great with season one but we'll see where this season three or Season two, part two, how it unfolds. Next up is Horimiya Peace. I'm watching this, but you're not because you never watched the original Horimiya. There's uh, 13 episodes. There will be 13 episodes. I have watched one so far, and it's pretty good. Pardon me was a bit worried that this wouldn't hold my attention the way Ranking of Kings Tre- Treasure Chest of Courage struggled to hold my attention. But so far, it seems cute. And the reason I say make that comparison is because Horimiya Peace is supposed to be additional stories from the manga that weren't adapted in the original anime. Oh, okay. Which I think is what Ranking of Kings Tre- Treasure Chest of Courage was also sort of about. Um, but these stories from Horimiya still take place throughout like the main story. So there's kind of like time skips and stuff. Um, it's literally like pieces of the puzzle that make the full Horimiya story. So it's canon if it's still from the manga. Yes. I believe it's still canon. Um, And I like it so far. I I find these stories um, pretty interesting because we get a lot of wholesome and entertaining interactions between the two main characters, Hori and Miyamura. And I'm a romantic, so I love seeing this shit, even if it doesn't really change anything from the story, change anything about the story at the end of the day. I still like seeing the romantic moments and the funny moments and the humor is hitting pretty well. So I could see myself following Horimiya piece weekly and hopefully not putting it on hold like I did with ranking of Kings treasure chest of courage. Next we have one that is um, very interesting and it had a lot of talk in the anime community and that's reborn as a vending machine. I now wander the dungeon There are, it's slated for 12 episodes. I've watched two episodes so far. How many have you watched? I have also, oh no, I like, I I watched three episodes. Oh, so you're ahead. Yeah, for this show, I remember seeing the, I guess, teaser trailer last year and just this obnoxious looking vending machine with anime eyes. And I immediately thought, this show needs to be canceled <laughs> but, <laughs> before it even starts <laughs> but you know what i'll admit i was wrong don't judge a vending machine by its contents it's a strange premise of a show but so far i found it very endearing and i saw on one of the episodes on crunchyroll you know like people can leave comments on it uh one user said, I don't care what anyone says. Vending machine is peak and you know it. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And so for those of you who aren't aware of the strange outlandish premise, basically, I don't even know if they gave this guy a name, but he he gets isekai'd. He's Boxo, apparently. Yeah. That's his isekai name. Yeah, but I don't think they ever said his real name. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, I don't. You, you briefly see his human form. But yeah, anyways, he gets in a car accident. Um, I think he gets rammed into a truck that's carrying a vending machine. Uh, so a nice play on like that truck coon uh, <laughs> trope. And then he gets isekai to this world where he becomes the vending machine. Um, but in this case, 
It feels like he plays more of a support role than the town hero, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, granted, I didn't, haven't watched many isekai, but just along those lines of not being the one that's kind of championing, uh, championing the plot, um, but because he's stationary, like a vending machine can't really move anywhere, and he only is limited to certain phrases. Um, but I think I find this fascinating because it it seems that it delves into sort of Japan's fascination and and culture surrounding vending machines, and it's it's kind of funny seeing these like sort of medieval townsfolk on a steady diet of processed foods and energy drinks and thinking it's so revolutionary uh, but I, I i think this show is gonna be a just a fun fun ride kind of reminds me of kamikatsu from spring where yeah it's it's a it's a dumb looking show <laughs> just another isekai it like check the box isekai i guess in a very crowded genre but yeah, I, I can't say there's much I can complain about with Reborn as a vending machine. But what did you think? Yeah, seeing the reactions of all of the the people in the isekai world um, to the vending machine and everything that it can provide to them and the way that it works just reminds me of what I imagine Japanese people view weebs coming to japan for the first time and like loving vending machines that's what i imagine uh, they're seeing like from their point of view guilty <laughs> yeah i mean when i saw the talk about this anime in the community I, I was like this premise sounds ridiculous and i couldn't tell if it was going to be a parody of isekai or if it was intended to be like a legitimate isekai on its own but it is turning out to be the latter they're setting it up to be like not a serious isekai by any means because it's very lighthearted and has a lot of humor but a like a true isekai story um where it's it's it is actually its own adventure story because you have isekai ojisan or uncle from another world that came out several seasons ago and that i think was very much a parody about isekai just kind of making fun of um making fun of the genre and even making fun of, you know, getting hit by a truck, like that whole trope or whatever. But here it does seem like they're trying to make a, a legitimate story out of this vending machine isekai. And I, I'm i just wondering how long it's going to be able to hold up. It's mildly entertaining so far, but it does seem kind of standard, almost like a generic isekai story. But I am only two episodes in, so they haven't even introduced a like an antagonist yet. So we'll see where that goes. Um, and there's a lot of limitations that the vending machine had or boxo or whatever has being a, you know, a hunk of metal, but I wonder what other skills or interesting things this vending machine can do or offer to kind of help build the vending machine as a character itself. There was another show where the main character was a sword right yes that was like a season or two ago i don't remember the name of it but yeah it was like a sword isekai oh it was reincarnated as a sword um oh yeah it's an isekai that was like a reincarnation isekai is technically reincarnation in some respects right Mm, no Uh, i think reincarnation anime are different than isekai anime but they can overlap where i mean so yeah like in an isekai, you don't always have to die to be por- teleported to another world, but oftentimes they do die, mm-hmm. and then they're like reborn in another world. But if it's a reincarnation anime, my, my assumption is that they die, but they return to the same world, not a different world. I see. Okay. I guess. <laughs> I guess the thing I was going with is like, there's already an anime about a sword being the main character. Here, it's a vending machine. Being the main character, like what's what's next? It's like they're they're not running out of ideas for isekai, but the the ideas that they bring up are just so outrageous now. That's like, how you get the the readers and and the viewers. You got to just have something to top the absurdity. Like what what's next? Uh, a rock isekai, <laughs> probably. <laughs> and next we have one of the biggies for summer twenty twenty three. That's Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2. It's slated for 23 episodes, and we have watched two episodes so far. 
and it's good. It's good so far. I mean, if you are familiar with Jujutsu Kaisen, um, this is actually a prequel season, mm-hmm. I guess, because it it's about like basically it's about Gojo when he was in high school. Um, so yeah, that's where we're at. I I like the first episode. I thought it was really good, very stylized. I think Mappa's trying to push the boundaries, push like not the limits, but like you know push on the artistic side of things a little bit more because I felt like there were some really unique techniques that they were using with the camera work and with the animation style that we definitely didn't get in season one. Still had stylization in season one, but this felt like they were trying to up the ante. I think actually uh, season two with its split cores, uh, 23 episodes total, uh, the first half is going to serve as a prequel to the modern day story and then this the second half will go back i'm assuming to like itadori and the stuff that he's going through oh shit really i didn't know that yeah uh which is again surprising because we technically had a prequel uh in between this and season one with jujutsu kaisen zero the the film that came out in theaters um so i i was surprised that Season two was just going to start with another prequel. Um, granted, I know that Jujutsu Kaisen Zero was a separate manga from Jujutsu Kaisen, but I guess it's, it's fitting that it's it's a prequel surrounding or focusing on Gojo, who feels like he's Jujutsu Kaisen's sexiest man alive, according to the community. <laughs> and of course, I can't overlook like all of these similarities with. Harry Potter that I see. Harry Potter? What yeah. The fuck? <laughs> I t- told you this before in our Jujutsu Kaisen reviews. Like, just some of the plot points in this show I find so similar to the Harry Potter series. And I know even with the first episode here, we actually found similarities with Chainsaw Man in certain scenes and like how certain things played out. Uh, but I think what I'm looking forward to the most, besides, you know, like Mappa's stellar animation is just learning more about Gojo because season one, like we knew that he was a powerful character, but he was still so mysterious. Um, And I think that's what I was the most curious about. So really looking forward to how we see Gojo. I don't know if we'll see him become the person that he is in the modern day, but highlighting his, his time as a student at uh, Jujutsu High and especially his relationship with uh, Gato because I think that's that's another interesting thing with Jujutsu Kaisen. I won't spoil anything about that, but seeing how that relationship unfolds and how it gets to where it is in the present day. Gojo's obviously the focal point or one of the focal points of season two, or at least one of the focal points of like the entire show. Yeah, the entire series. <laughs> um, but this is going to be interesting. I'm excited to see this prequel because I want to understand more about why he's so fucking OP. Because um, I get annoyed when like characters are OP for the sake of being OP. There's got to be a reason for it. And they're already starting to explain that a little bit. So that's great. I'm, I'm excited for that. But also... I, I don't know much about the Jujutsu Kaisen manga, but I have seen plenty of posts where people simp for a certain daddy that's going to be in the season, a certain zaddy. So I'm excited to understand why, <laughs> mm-hmm. other than the fact that he's built like a brick shit house. <laughs> and they got the perfect voice actor for him. They did. <laughs> Kono Dioda. And next is... Uh, I don't know if this is going to be a heavy hitter in the same way Jujutsu Kaisen is, but I think it'll still be a heavy hitter of the season. It's Rent-A-Girlfriend Season 3. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Another Rent-A-Girlfriend. It's scheduled for 12 episodes, and we have watched one episode so far, and I like it. I I think it's a a good start. It's a better start to the season than the first episode of Season 2, in my opinion. But it's still like, you know, kind of that setup introductory first episode, kind of easing us back into things. Um, it it shows us that we are we are starting right where season two left off. So there's not much of like a time skip or any catching up to do. That's great. But just one episode in, it's it's more of the same. 
Kazuya being a, a dick, a dumbass, <laughs> <laughs> and Chizuru being a hardworking individual. And then, yeah, there's not much I can say because there's not like a ton that really happens in the first episode, but it looks good. Animation's consistent, um, music's consistent, voice acting's consistent. I'm I'm excited for it. I like Rent a Girlfriend. I know people hate on it. I enjoy it. So I'm really looking forward to season three. I will say for this season, it feels more unique in that like season two, I felt like it was almost like a rehash of season one with things and like events and characters kind of just doing the same thing over and over again. Uh, but I think season three is focused in that Kazuya actually has this goal in mind when it comes to building his relationship with Chizuru. And if that continues to be the focal point for this season, I think it'll make it more of an engaging watch for me. Uh, although the end of the first episode I won't spoil it, but uh, something happens and I just threw my hands up in the air. <laughs> it was like, oh my God, here, here it is. Like it, it's just here happening. We fucking all, go. Yeah, it's happening. It's happening again. <laughs> like the, the things that rent a girlfriend, like the, the tropes that they fall into. But other than that, yeah, season three, I'm still eager to watch it. I'm just kind of sad that, that you don't hear Centimeter by the Peggies at all. I know season two, the end of the first episode, they featured it like they did in the pilot episode. And so I was kind of hoping for the same thing here with the first episode of season three. But it seems like they've they've moved on from that song. You bring up a good point. I, I agree that it, it seems like they're setting up for some really nice plot progression some story progression in season three because we had talked about in our season two review that season two is good but you almost kind of feel like you're back at the same point that you started the season at Mm -hmm. not much change like there was a lot that changed for certain characters but for the majority of characters not much changed and not much change in those relationships so for season three it does seem like we could get some nice movement here um with some of the characters uh so yeah can't wait to see the rest of it. Then we have what is definitely going to be a heavy hitter alongside Jujutsu Kaisen, and that's Mushoku Tensei Season 2. It's scheduled for 12 episodes, and I have seen three of them, and the episode zero, which is like a separate thing, but related. Um, I've seen that one as well. Carl's not watching this, but I hope at some point he will pick this one up because even though you're not crazy about the isekai genre, neither am I, but Mushoku Tensei has fantastic writing. <laughs> it's not that I'm not crazy about isekai. I just oh, haven't, <laughs> haven't really explored the genre too much. Maybe I meant like romance. Maybe romance is oh, the one yeah. that you're that's, not crazy that's about. That's another story. <laughs> so yeah, Mushoku Tensei season two, right off the bat, uh unfortunately a noticeable dip in animation quality and i saw a lot of people talking about this um in the the fandom kind of saying like why did we get movie level animation in season one even gigguk um talked about mushoku tensei on one of his videos and even said like one of the characters breaking a piece of bread had like the most gorgeous animation ever and they didn't even have to go that far with it so going from that to what we're getting in season two so far, it's not super great. Like it's it's not like a step down. It almost feels like several steps down um, where it's it's still you can still watch it. It's it's all about the story. That's that's the key, right? Like it's not going to take away from the story at all. But when you go from immaculate animation to what we're getting now, um, it's it's hard not to to say something about it. It's hard not to notice that. It's hard not to have some of your immersion broken. But besides that, like I said, I did watch episode zero of season two, which was, it didn't add much, but it was more of a good to know for where season two will be going um, and and where Sylphie is going to be going. Uh, so I, I would say it's worth a watch. Like don't skip episode zero. It's not a recap. Um, or anything like that. It's it's worth a watch just to get that baseline understanding of like, where are they now? But in the first three episodes, it does have a slow start similar to the first part of season one. 
But it, it really is transitioning us and Rudius from the events that happened at the end of season one to what he's going to face in season two. So it's it's certainly not a waste of time. It gives us really good character development for Rudius. Um, and it's it's starting off slow, but starting off really strong. I'm surprised you said that there's a dip in animation quality for this season because I'm looking at the studio behind Mushoku Tensei, Studio Bind. They've only worked on one other series since the first season, and that was from winter of this year. And the only other thing they've worked on is Mushoku Tensei Season 2. There's only three things in their repertoire. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a good point um, that they don't seem to have a lot going on. I don't know how valid these things are. This is just what I saw in some of the discourse around season two um, in the anime fandom. But there could potentially have been some like departures from the studio or limited staff or resources available. And that's what's contributing to the dip in animation quality. Again, I don't have any confirmation if that's true, but regardless, it's it is noticeable. It's it, it's yeah, just if you watch like the last episode of season 1 and then the first episode of season 2, you're probably going to be like what happened? Hmm. Okay. I, I do see that it changed directors between season 1 and 2. So I, I wonder if that was a factor. Next, we have the return of an oldie but a goodie. It's the 2023 reboot of Rurouni Kenshin. It's scheduled for 24 episodes, and we have seen three episodes so far. And I'm excited for you to watch it because you never watched the original one, right? No, I only saw commercials of it on Toonami. Oh, good, good <laughs> shit. That, that's nostalgia right there. Now, we do acknowledge that there are issues known issues with the creator of Roni Kenshin we're not going to get into that it's pretty well known in the anime community and if you are not familiar with it you can easily google it and then make your own judgment from there we're just going to talk purely about the show itself I did watch the original anime from 1996 uh, I didn't watch it in 96 but I watched the 1996 version and while I don't remember a lot about the story I just remember loving it and loving Sanosuke. He's my guy. I can't wait to see him. Um, so I'm excited for this remake because it's kind of a refresher for me too about what happens in Rurouni Kenshin. But I also am curious to see how the story plays out because I've read that this is supposed to be an anime adaptation that stays true to the manga. Unlike the previous version where it kind of strayed at some point from where the manga was going, which was pretty common back then. Um, there were a lot of shows that you know, kind of diverged and then had their own original ending. I know you said you you don't remember too much of the original series, but seeing the first couple episodes, how would you say it compares or contrasts to what you remember? So far, it seems like a solid adaptation. I, I from the little I recall about the 96 one, I think this is um, this is pretty good. You can almost feel that there's a little bit of that campiness to this 2023 version, but I think that's intentional in order to stay true to the manga and to the storytelling style that was of that time, um, mm. back whenever the manga was created. But holy shit, Kenshin says Gozaru a lot. Like, yeah. a lot. <laughs> and I watched the 96 version dubbed, so maybe he said Gozaru a lot in the sub. I'm not sure, but it I have to admit, it's slightly distracting. But I did see someone on Mal say that this is actually pretty faithful to how Kenshin speaks in the manga. Um, almost like it's faithful, but they almost like dialed back the Gozaru stuff. Mm. So, oh, well, I guess we'll just have to to deal with it. Yeah, I was getting confused with the subtitles because it almost sounded like like you're speaking similar to Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, it's like ending sentences. It was like, that it is. Um, but as soon as I picked up that he's doing the, was it the Gozaru? Gozaru, yeah. Uh, Go Gozaru. Um, it reminds me a lot of Kotaro from Kotaro Lives Alone because he also kind of emulates that sort of speech. Uh, as for my experience with the show so far, Again, I haven't watched the original series, but I'm really enjoying it. Uh, you talking about the campiness of the show, I would say this has that, it does have that sort of 
90s nostalgic almost like a saturday morning cartoon feel to it which is similar to how i feel about the 2011 hunter hunter adaptation um but i i think both of these shows well i know hunter hunter for sure but we'll see with uh Rurouni kenshin it blends that sort of nostalgic campy factor with modern storytelling modern animation so well that hopefully this series will stand on its own as a as a, a very well respected adaptation of the story because i know they're not just with the um, anime there have been so many other renditions other adaptations of the Rurouni kenshin story i've seen samurai x and like one of the kenshin movies maybe I don't know. It's been so long. <laughs> I'm trying to remember, but I loved all of it. I loved whatever I saw. So this will be a fun watch. I'll get to kind of relive my Kenshin experience, but also go through your first Kenshin experience. And if it sucks, we can always go back and watch the 96 version. <laughs> That's true. I, I, w- I wanted to do like a, a compare and contrast by watching that series like maybe concurrently with this one but i know it's like 90 plus episodes so yeah i know get confused because when they start changing things in the story you'll be like what that's true um so maybe i'll just put that on the back burner i'm also surprised that it's Leiden films that is helming the animation for this um for us we know them well for adapting tokyo revengers which sometimes that animation was hit or miss but of what i've seen so far in this series i, I i'd say they're, they're doing a pretty damn good job i think you'll like kenshin like kenshin the character um because he gives off vash the stampede vibes yeah okay that was the other thing this the story so far has felt like trigun where it's kind of like this wandering nomad who has this like he's he's known to be a badass, but he has this peaceful quality to him. But if you get on his bad side, then he really knows how to fuck shit up. Uh, yeah, so I think Kenshin is growing on me as one of my favorite characters on the show. Well, the next episode Sanosuke gets introduced, <laughs> yeah. so I will you say I can't fucking wait. I fucking love yeah, him. <laughs> this Sanosuke character, you keep hyping up so much. <laughs> Next is the anime called My Happy Marriage, which Carl is definitely not watching because it is a feel-good romance and he can't do slice-of-life romance. That's too fluffy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's it's slated for 12 episodes. I have seen three so far. And it truly is the fluff. I have found the feel- It truly is a happy marriage. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I have found the feel-good anime of the season and one- as a bonus, with a male Sundere protagonist voiced by one of my favorite Japanese voice actors. No, not Umehara, but Kaito Ishikawa. Let's fucking go. They're, how can they go wrong? This is like right up my alley for this season. And it's the only romance that I'm watching. Normally, I have like two or three romance anime on my list. But, it, well, I guess Horimiya, you could technically count that as a romance but it's not like a full story because it's little pieces of a, of a larger story. So this is my r- true only romance that I've got. So please, please, my happy marriage, don't fuck it up. I'm, I'm putting it all in you, on you. It's, it's all riding on you right now. But I am enjoying it so far. It's aesthetically beautiful. I love the animation style. I love the color schemes. And while the story isn't exactly unique, it still seems to be done really well because as of right now, they're focusing heavily on the relationship building instead of too much on the subplot. So I'm hoping this will not be a slow burn kind of romance. I think it will to a certain degree, but probably not as snail's pace as some other ones are where they try to drag shit out by adding other things that have nothing to do with the relationship or focus too much on like other characters. So if they can just stick to it and just give us what we want, which is the romance, then I could walk away from the season very happy that I've got my romantic box checked off. And then we have probably the other biggie of the season. It's Zom 100 Bucket List of the Dead. 
Yes, let's go. It's scheduled for 12 episodes and we have seen three so far. I don't know anything about the story from the manga. I've seen like snip snippets. Yeah, Gigguk did a YouTube video on the manga. Did we watch it? Yeah. Oh, oops, I forgot that. <laughs> so I don't even remember what this is about. But holy shit, I am thoroughly impressed, especially with the first episode. And this show is already fucking addicting. Yeah, it's for me, it's giving Zombieland vibes. Uh, that movie from, God, who knows how many years ago. Did you watch Zombieland? I didn't. I've seen oh, clips. Oh, it's so good. But yeah, it's giving that same sort of campy, comedic nature set within a zombie apocalypse. And Zom 100 is is a unique way to look at a zombie apocalypse. I know like The Walking Dead has kind of been the standard in that genre of how to tell stories in this uh, in this dreadful setting. But with Akira, he looks at it in such a positive way because it's it's giving him this freedom that he hasn't felt in a long time because he's been stuck in this corporate job, which I think a lot of millennials who have like a day-to-day job can identify with Akira's feelings really well. Uh, but yeah, it's just, this show is so unexpected. And even with its visuals where sometimes you'll see the blood and gore of the zombies, but then it's almost like you see colorful paint splotches on them, which kind of reminds me of uh, the opening for Miyako-chan that we watched Oh my a God, of years I ago. hate that song. But yes, <laughs> <laughs> all the blood was replaced with bright colors. Yeah, kind of emulating the again, the way that he looks at this situation as something that where he can like really be himself and get to do the things that he wants to do, hence the, the, the bucket list of the dead. Uh, so yeah, really looking forward to how this show plays out and I think the effect that Akira is going to have on all the people that he meets in this apocalypse. I'm just enamored with how fun, like just fucking fun the first episode was and the second episode and the third, like all of them have been just such a thrill ride. Uh, It's just really good humor at the most immaculate timing that I've I've seen as of late, especially because I'm so disappointed with the loss of humor in The Devil's a Part-Timer. Mm-hmm. Here's on 100 is like replacing a lot of what I've been missing. And the stylization of, I don't like, I'm terrible with these terms, right? Because it's not my my wheelhouse. But like the way the the visuals are just like stylized, the way that they caught from scene to scene, um, the way that they do pretty much everything, the way they, they tie in visuals with music at key points it's also thoughtful and it all works so fucking well and just gives it this really cool vibe yeah even the cinematography there you go is, thank you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were i saw you smirking you're like i know the word i'm no, trying to smirking find because you call, you said wheelhouse like i've never heard someone say in my wheelhouse <laughs> yeah, is isn't that that's okay maybe it's, it's like, like a, a corporate like term a, oh i was gonna say what are you amish <laughs> no in my wheelhouse the people in the corporate world say that i've they never all the time never heard anyone say oh in my wheelhouse um, that's that's what i get for working in a corporation <laughs> but yeah i'm I was trying to look up the the studio behind this because i'm pretty sure it's bug films i know i was like what the fuck is that i have never heard of them and then i looked i'm like oh well that's because this is their only thing that yeah they've done. what a gamble i guess in that sense but they've no pun intended they have taken the show and they have surpassed expectations with flying colors so good good on them I think Zom 100 might be the one show I look forward to the most every season. You, you, every season you've got that one show you just have to watch as soon as it drops or as soon as it airs. You're just itching to see the next episode. And I'll feel that way about like Jujutsu Kaisen and Mushoku Tensei, but I think the strongest is going to be Zom 100. I'm having so much fun with it. Agreed.
So we have nothing in the dropped category as of yet, and hopefully we don't. I think it's a pretty good lineup so far. I can't see myself dropping any of these, but I don't want to speak too soon. So the last category we have is upcoming anime for summer 2023. And this could either be stuff that we've had our eye on, but we haven't committed to yet. So we're kind of just putting it on our watch list and we'll get to it eventually or stuff that we can't watch because we're not caught up with the shows yet or stuff that hasn't even aired. So it's kind of a conglomerate of all of those. So I'll run through the the sequels really quick here. So we have Bleach, Thousand Year Blood War, The Separation. I have no fucking idea what that means because I am still in the early days of Bleach, but it's on my watch list for whenever I eventually get there a million years from now because there are so many episodes of the original Bleach. Then we have Bungo Stray Dogs season five. I'm, I've watched season one. Carl hasn't watched any of it. So I, I still have several seasons that I need to catch up on, but I will eventually get to season five. And then we have Eminence and Shadow season two, which I plan to watch. I still want to finish season one, but I don't know if you're going to finish it. You're giving yeah, me that look like you're no, not it's sure. still on hold. I just okay. want to say a <laughs> shout out to Classy Ulysses in our Discord because I know this is their one of their favorite anime. Um, yeah, I... I want to get caught up on Eminence and Shadow, but I've only watched the one episode so far. Uh, but I, I still have this on my plan to watch list. So now we're getting into... Oh, actually, before I go into movies, there are two other ones that I think you have on your list, right? Yeah, I only had two. <laughs> uh, I'm laughing because of my second one. But the first show that I put on my plan to watch list, it's a, it's a rom-com. Because, you know, I'm still giving rom-com anime a chance. And it's The Girl I Like Forgot Her Glasses, which I'm trying to, I'm sorry, I'm wanting to look up uh, how many episodes? 13 episodes. I watched like the first couple minutes of the first episode, but then I had to tend to our baby. So I had to, <laughs> I had to pause it. But I'll say I'm, I'm very impressed by the visuals of this because it looked movie quality. And it's just the the ma- the male lead walking to school, but there's this really wide camera angle of him walking where it's you see it from the ground up, and his his legs just look fucking long, <laughs> like his daddy long legs or something. Like he's a titan. <laughs> yeah, basically. And then like all of these blossoms that are flowing through the air as we see who his female love interest is. Um, who apparently like barely notices him, but then her glasses come off, and and all of a sudden I'm just I'm just reading the synopsis on mail and paraphrasing, but I guess she starts to take notice of him, and this is where their relationship starts to blossom. When I first saw, I think I saw the trailer of this. It gave me uh, Angel Next Door spoils me rotten vibes, uh, which I thought was like a so-so romance from, uh, what was it, Winter. But from the first couple minutes I saw the first episode, I, I was pretty hooked. Um, hopefully it's it goes in a better direction than that show, and hopefully it raises my opinions on rom-coms and slice-of-life anime, but that remains to be seen. If you like it, let me know, then I'll add it to my list. Because like I said, My Happy Marriage is the only romance I've got going. And normally I have a couple of them. So I I saw this one. I was interested, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to commit yet. The second one is one that I stumbled upon today. Um, I think it's, it's just one episode and it's five minutes. And I have no idea how this ended up on Mal. But the show is called Duck's Little Adventure. (laughs) What? (laughs) Uh, And there's a preview image. uh, And it's just this duck with a red bandana (laughs) looking into the camera. (laughs) Is it like a kid show? Uh, I have no idea. But I'm interested because when I saw that, it reminded me of, you know, that game Untitled Goose Game? Yeah. It looks like the same kind of uh, art style, and I don't know if like this duck is as as goofy or as mischievous as that goose. <laughs> but there's no information about this except that it's one episode, and I'm pretty sure it's only yeah duration is five minutes. Um, so I'm trying to find like a source that has 
this series and just, or not even series, just show and see what the fuck this is. This is okay. Yes, it's an ONA, and you are one of a hundred thirty-three people who have this on their list on mail. <laughs> that is a tiny amount of people, but hey, one hundred thirty-three strong. And last but certainly not least, we have the two big movies for this season. The first one, I'm confused by the localized title. Uh, it, Mal says it's Maboroshi, but then there are other titles that I've seen, including Alice and Teresa's Illusion Factory. So very, very different localized titles. But this is a MAPA, yeah, MAPA film mm-hmm. that I don't, I don't know anything about it. I think it's an original but it looks fucking good. I saw the PV for it, the trailer, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but it looks gorgeous. Mappa's doing work, and I can't wait to see what this is all about. Yeah, just briefly reading the synopsis on Mal, looks like it has to do with not like not time travel, but just time manipulation. Um, the way that I saw this was it kind of reminds me of how, what was that movie, Bubble? was like which studios like version of like marketing themselves as well as pro mare for studio trigger yeah um not that mappa really needs to market itself i think everyone is like well aware of how much of an animation powerhouse they are but i'm curious about this especially since it's a yeah original film and just Wait, even- i think you called uh, bubble like a tech demo or something for wit studios like what they could what they can um, accomplish yeah tech demo yeah i always think of like these movies as just just free market not free marketing but just marketing <laughs> in general for these studios to to show off their prowess and and how well they can animate things well, let's hope they don't focus too much on the technical details and give us a solid story still because that's kind of like a rabbit hole rabbit hole you fall into when you're focusing so hard on animation you forget that you have to have a solid cohesive story um, so we'll see if that's the case with this one it's not aired yet it's airing September 15th, and I assume it's going to air only in Japan, and then eventually someday maybe we'll get it overseas. So who knows how long it's going to be till we can actually watch it here in the States, but I hope it's not a long wait. I thought Netflix was distributing this, oh. unless I misread somewhere. Uh, Maybe. Uh, I might have misread, because th- there is a another movie similarly titled called Maborosi, which I think is on Netflix. But yeah, that's unrelated at all. It's, that's not an anime. So I, I, I think I, yeah, I just misread. And that brings us to what is supposedly the last Studio Ghibli film to be made. And I also don't know what the fuck the title is supposed to be because Mal says the localized title is The Boy and the Heron. But then I've also seen How Do You Live, which are very mm-hmm. different. So I don't know. Uh, but this is the one that Miyazaki teased very briefly there's no trailer for it there's nothing but one key visual and a very very small synopsis so yeah this one's a mystery um it aired on july 14th i assume in japan so i hope at some point soon we get it here in the states but this one's a complete mystery there is a discussion on mal about it and on reddit but i don't want to dive into it because i kind of do want to go into it totally blind yeah uh i know that one of the members of atarashigako mizu uh shared on her instagram story that she was watching this film so that's how i know it did come out in japan uh yeah i think it was just the the theatrical poster that was released and that was the only form of marketing that this uh this film has given the public uh so yeah a lot of mystery behind it especially because it's being touted as uh, miyazaki's last film but i feel like he said that many times before so we'll see um yeah curious about what it is and i don't know if like it has like if it is indeed his last film how much of an impact it will have emotionally as well as you know like what other themes about life and if life and living um that he will want to impart 
to his audience. Although I did peek at the mal score and it's not looking like it may be a masterpiece. That's early days though. I think any amount of so when when it's that small of an audience that's scoring it, it can sway drastically just because there's not as many that's there's true. not as many mm. as many data points to go off of. But you're right. It could, it could also be a, an early indicator of the quality and the the content of this movie. But it's an interesting test that Miyazaki's doing here, testing out how powerful the Studio Ghibli name is when you can just drop a, t- a key visual alone and nothing else and see if that draws the audience into the theaters or to, to view your film. Yeah, and I too, I don't want to read anything about this, like not even synopsis or like a mini review a mini spoiler free review of it i would love to just go into this movie having no idea what to expect and just kind of guessing off of well i I think we know that whatever is on the poster is probably a heron i guess so unless that's a boy (laughs) a, a boy or a heron um but yeah Looking forward to seeing this whenever it comes stateside. And that is our watch list for summer 2023. Every quarter we ask you guys for your recommendations, but now more than ever, we need your recommendations because our lists are so light this season. (laughs) That was probably, yeah, this might be one of the shortest lists that we've had, but still a really stacked one. So if you guys have any recommendations or suggestions on anime that we should pick up for the season that we, we can't miss, please reach out and let us know. Everyone watch Duck's Little Adventure with me. Let's let's get that number on Mel <laughs> up to 150. <laughs> <laughs> and as mentioned earlier, if you want to hear our final thoughts on the season after it's finished, that is exclusive for our patrons. So you can head over to patreon.com slash the strictly series. Thank you guys as always for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoy the summer 2023 season and look forward to some of our reviews. And subscribe to Strictly Anime on your favorite podcast service. Join our Discord chat with us. Follow us on Instagram at The Strictly Series, on Twitter at Strictly Series, and check out our website, thestrictlyseries.com. If you'd like to support the show, then head over to patreon.com slash thestrictlyseries. And tune in to Strictly JoJo, our other podcast dedicated to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. All links are in the description. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, stay weeb.